forgot which one is Bridget again. Bridget HR. She's HR. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Daddy McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji, the Dr. And HR. Bridget oh. Jenkins. I don't even have to look at my notes to tell you her name. To because remember those two simple letters. Brianda Jankolovic, everybody. No. Yeah. No. no. Okay. You like, felt bad for me because... COVID took me out, but I'm back. Yeah, welcome I'm back. 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 Are you feeling better? I'm feeling a, a lot better. And I, I know I have to be here to keep you in check, especially since we've got another fun guest. We have an Big incredible guest. Super we have an incredible guest. I have to make sure you behave in front of company. Right. I mean, this is the classiest guest and classiest, most articulate, best dressed human being I think we've ever had on the show. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. TV personalities, I'll tell you something, before I even knew he was a former Bengal, I was watching this guy on CBS, on ESPN, and, and then I was like, wait a second, that man, he belongs to us, he's a Bengal, wow. Yeah. And I was, I was very, it was a great honor to have such a, such a dignified personality affiliated with a franchise. And ESPN, for our viewers, stands for Electric Sports Personality Network. Right. And, and in that way, we have a lot in common. He's electric, I'm electric. He is electric. Yeah. He is electric. But it is very, it's a, it's a smooth kind of electricity. He's very charming. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Low voltage. We're, yeah. We're going to get to him very soon. But first, we have to tell you, look, if you're watching this on the Believe channel or anybody else, we are on YouTube. We are DNH Sports. Go there. Subscribe, turn on notifications. But look, most importantly, we have a lot of really, very dear fans. But we want you to share with your family members and your friends, and just yeah. because it's it's very expensive to do actual marketing. So we want yeah. you to do the marketing for us. For but us. We also want to market for Brinks.tv because Brinks.tv. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. We we they, we market for them. You market for us. Yeah. No one's gonna but market for doing, you. They are doing some great work. And they actually have a new podcast by Cincinnati legend. Sorry, here. Let me just get this. Jerry Springer. Was a oh, my gosh. Podcast. Yeah. I'm a How fan. low can you go? And he talks about it's, a, it's kind of his memoirs of, of his time at the, hosting the show and all of his greatest guests. Like um, he, had the, uh, he had the man who married a horse. He had the kung fu hillbilly. So many great memories. Uh, just to clarify, about, a horse. Yeah. And so you definitely want to check that out. And uh, okay, I think it is about time that we bring in the one and only, the one and only, one of the 40 best players of all time, the oh, free yeah. safety for the Super Bowl 23 Bengals, Mr. Solomon Vilkats. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Welcome. Gentlemen, how you doing? And ladies, of course. 
Excited. Uh, good to be on with you today. How is everyone doing? Great. Now, great. Yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, Dad, you're going to talk less. You're going to talk more. This is the formula for success. Yes. We're looking <laughs> forward. We are looking forward to having you. Um, and any, anything to keep Daddy-O in line, I think, yeah. is, is the right we don't, formula Yeah, we don't have success. to tell him about the show too much. He's already oh, okay. here. Okay. Yeah, he's already here. Yeah, we can just... <laughs> but uh, look, Mr. Wilcox, I did a lot of research when I, before we brought you on the show. I just want to do justice to you. So... Just, you know, I, you actually have a lot of different Wikipedia pages. And so I learned a lot of interesting things about you. You were born in Istanbul. You have a son who succeeded you named David. And there is also one about your football career. Three different Wikipedia pages. Very, very impressive resume. No, no. you're talking well, about- I, I, wish, I wish it was I uh, who, who built the temple. Um, yeah. uh, no, that, you got the wrong Solomon. I, I can't live up to that reputation. I wish I could. I'm doing my best. I, I try to split the baby on the, as many important decisions as possible, but that, I think well, you got the wrong Solomon. I don't know. Your Twitter <laughs> handle is Solomon's Wisdom. Yeah. So, well, this is more yeah. of a drop the baby kind of show. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not split the baby, drop the baby. And I then like we pass around the blame. Yeah. yeah. But that's look, right. <laughs> Mr. Wilcox, no, you were the free safety for the Bengals. And you know, one of my fondest memories actually was when you picked off Dave Craig in that oh, AFC yeah. divisional playoff game against the Seattle wow. Seahawks that basically sealed the deal. And I don't know if the, the Brinks research team could find that clip, but it was such a, a great demonstration of the kind of the playmaking ability you and David Fulcher. Oh, there, oh, we, there go. we go. Wow. There is Mr. Wilcox. That's it. And yeah. And That's look, the moment. That was the moment. And, you know, we had David Fulcher on the show. We are huge David Fulcher fans. Yeah. You know, he's a, and we had Eric Thomas on the show. Oh, sorry. We didn't have Eric Thomas. You had Eric no. Thomas as a teammate. You had Lewis Bill. That's as a right. Teammate. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And now we look at the secondary. And it is also a lot of playmakers. They feed off each other. You know, we remember yeah. that. That tip from Jesse Bates to Von Bell, the AFC Championship game. Right. And, uh, yeah. And so, really, really, it is, it is really appropriate that we have you on here because we're going to talk a lot, a lot about the defensive backs today. Uh, and so, really, what, what kind of what, – what do you see? I want to talk about the rookie defensive backs. What do you see in, their, in terms you- of their ability to basically elevate this defense? What's your feel? What's your, what's your response? Yeah, well, I you know, I tell you, I, I love Dax Hill, Cameron Taylor-Britt, um, Tyson Anderson. I mean, they've got um, some rookie defensive backs that are coming in to join an already really talented secondary group. And of the rookie class, remember, all of these guys ran a 4-3 or better at the scouting combine in their 40 time. So we know the Bengals have added speed in their secondary, right? Yeah. But they also play multiple positions um, throughout their careers in football. I mean, they, all three guys can play just about every single position in the secondary. Cameron Taylor-Britt was a quarterback in high school. Yeah, um, He can play the outside corner. He can play the nickel or dime. He can play the slot corner. Dax Hill can play nickel or dime, but he also can play free or strong safety. Uh, multiple positions within the secondary group. 
that kind of versatility with the speed that they're going to add to uh, an already talented group, I think the Bengals secondary went from being maybe one of the more questionable areas on on the football team to, I think, now one of the more solidified areas there on the football go. team. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, want, I want to, yeah, it's, it's about the athleticism and the speed. But, you know, I was reading recently how the, you know, the Dax Hill, how he basically was picking the brains of Von Bell, Von Bell and Mike Hilton, and he's learning a lot from them. And came Taylor Britt, they said he has a great kind of disposition, very cheery guy, and he yeah. Yeah. compared himself to a pit bull. This was a very interesting analogy. He said pit bulls are not actually dangerous. They're friendly. They're family for families. But he said, I am like a violent pit bull. So I think okay. it means that he, yeah, he's a very loving uh, kind of, you know, very loving kind of creature. Well, what he's saying he is pit, pit, bulls are, yeah. pit, bulls are, pit bulls are misunderstood animals. Right. But yeah. I, you know, am, am the one that you're misunderstanding. Yeah. Okay. What, here's, what, here's what you get. Here's the characteristics of a pit bull. Loyal. Yes. Um, they're willing to fight. Let's yes. face it. They're not, backing, they're not backing down from a fight. And once they lock hold on you, they don't let go. <laughs> right. That's actually and, like and Mr. Yeah, Mr. Wilcox, Mr. Wilcox yeah. let's not forget cute. Oh, yeah, yeah. With those in, cute in, in, some, in a strange some, way. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Like, there like you jowls go. That's right. And a little, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you also yeah. Kind like, of like, like, the lady for, like the lady from Murder, She Wrote. Like that kind <laughs> like of cute. Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. That's right. I mean, I don't not know hot, know. but cute. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know if, like yeah. like Cameron Taylor Britt. I'm not going to throw cute as one of the um, adjectives that would describe him, uh, but certainly when he locks hold on you, he don't let go. He's yeah. certainly loyal. Um, you know, of the Bengals' six draft picks, five of the six were team captains on their football team. Cameron Taylor Britt is one of them. So I think that speaks to his leadership, his loyalty. Character. And the determination that the guy brings to the table. So we got ourselves some good football players amongst this rookie class in the secondary. If they were a stock, say if you were buying them as a they're going up, they're doing this well, they're doing this. Yeah. How about that? Well, I just want to say that actually you kind of described our Patreon subscription process that we when we lock yeah. on to you, we never let go. Right. That's That's, right. I don't know if you know we have a Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com yeah. slash DHS Sports. I did we not know that. No, yeah, it's the Cam Taylor Brit of investments. Yep. We, we draw a little go. bit of blood. Us. We draw a little bit of blood one day at a time. Just a little bit. I, I and, I, and I I want you to know, don't try to sell. I'm speaking figuratively. I'm buying. I'm all in. I'm buying. That's it. That's well, it. And, 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 and that was really important. That this was really is helpful important. because as you started speaking, I had to pull out these. She drafted those guys. I drafted these guys. There you go. Look at that. That's awesome. So. There you go. I, she represented like, our you show. Just, you just keep on letting that, that value go on up. These will just stay in my little NFL folder. and. But see, I, as you can see, I play my role. I'm just here to validate what is already <laughs> true. That's and, all. And, I, and, and I, I got to say, for those, uh, for those of you who are tuning in late, this is an amazing opportunity. We are here with Solomon Wilcott, who, uh, 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 one of the great players, but also a media personality. And that's why I'm interested in talking to you today, because I've never played football, but I'm a media personality like you. 
So <laughs> let's talk about the other end. Just what wait, can we... let us hold on, Mr. Wilcox? Yeah. Can we get something uh, straight? I don't know if if Bridget, she's very young, if she remembers. <laughs> Mr. Wilcox was the best dressed personality on television back in the nineties. Uh, oh, very yeah. well dressed. Meanwhile, look at my no, I mean no offense, but look at my team. They don't they don't follow the dress code. You see, I'm the only one wearing the suit. I'm the only one who actually spends on my wardrobe. What can I say to these people so they look as good as you? Uh, but all you could say is, look, just do your best. Feel it's not your good best. enough. Their best is not good end, enough. That's right. Yeah. It's all about presentation. And see, you see Bridget. She looks great, right? She looks great. Yeah, she looks Thank great. You. And you. if you know you you look good, feel good, and then you're gonna pre you're gonna present very good as well. So that's all you have to do. Let's not overthink it, right? And yeah. uh, you know you just bring your A game every single day. That's what we're here for. You know another thing about we're talking about Cam Taylor Britt. It says Cam Taylor Britt there. <laughs> He's a very gritty player, but he another thing about him is his big heart. Again, like a pit bull. Yeah. He talked about how a lot of homeless children and needy dogs and how he said he wants to give them away because he really feels that the dogs can help. And I, I just think that's fascinating uh, that he, he cares so much and that also that dogs can assume that kind of responsibility. Oh, the, I, dogs, I don't understand dogs, Stadio. No, I mean, that is great that they can help take care of these children. Yeah. Hey guys, look. I mean, that that's high level thinking, Ram. All right, like right. You know how that's many what we dogs, do on the show. Yeah. You know how many dogs serve as as sort of like um, companions to people who have, you know, been diagnosed, have been um, critically ill, and they've gotten better as yeah. a result of like getting a dog or a cat or like having this companion that we're is, getting an intern. Non judgmental, yeah. right? Pets are non, but I, no, we've seen that happen. I think uh, for for Cameron Taylor Britt to understand that, I, that shows high level thinking, yeah. high level yeah. of what we call emotional intelligence. I am with I, I'm with Britt. I'm glad to have him on the team. I got to say, this new group of players come incoming to the Bengals, the kind of positivity, the kind of good feelings and good vibes on this team. I think it it, it could translate to an even better year this year than last year. I know that seems oh. far fetched, but yeah. No, I, I think you're right, right on line with that. Uh, starts with number nine, doesn't it? Um, it does, always. Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow is like light years ahead of quarterbacks who've been in this league for a long time who haven't understand. You have to be a what we call a servant leader. So the servant yes. leader is not the guy that comes first. The servant leader puts himself last. He puts other people first. He serves others that's how they end up following. That's that's who and what he is. So, you're, yeah. and he has created this atmosphere, this culture, this environment yeah. where everybody wants to be a part of it. Like all the guys who sign up in free agency, when I talk to them, they say they they're here for number nine. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to come to Cincinnati? Oh, Joe Burrow's here. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you guys know this, that Peter King just named Joe Burrow to his list of most influential people. Not players, most influential people in the National Football League. Number 12 on the list. Other people are on that list are like guys like Roger Dell, uh, the league's commissioner, and other important people. So that's how important Joe Burrow is. He's termed an, he's turned an irrelevant <laughs> franchise into a very relevant 
franchise in about 25 months. But no. That's that's really well put. I I have a question. So, like, we know the the quarterback is a powerful boon with offense, right? So, in... When it's game time, right? We know what they're what they're doing on the field and how they're driving that for the offense. But can you tell us? Because I listened um, to most of you and Pac-Man talking about Peter King and naming um, uh, Joe Burrow, and I do have a very riveting follow-up question to that that I I, I don't think our listeners will want to miss. But can you tell us a little bit just about how the quarterback? Uh, helps the momentum for the defense and how do how does the quarterback sort of rally the entire team on both sides of the ball and with special teams during the game very good question first of all the very good elite quarterbacks and joe burrow is that they are what we call a force multiplier right so their ability to produce at a high level plus when you talk about the energy and the confidence that they breed It impacts everyone from Evan McPherson, whether you're the kicker, whether you're Kevin Huber, the punter, whether you're the offense. But it does impact the defense because think about this. Um, The defense knows that, for instance, if you are Jesse Bates and you intercept the very first pass of a playoff game against Ryan Tannehill, the number one seed in the AFC, you're on the road, hostile environment in Nashville. You know Joe Burrow's going to turn that into points. You know he's going to make good of your efforts. And it allows you to play with a higher level of energy because you know that whatever little good you do, it's going to be magnified by that force multiplier to end up becoming a more decisive game-winning moment. And that same thing what happened at the end of the AFC Championship game against Kansas City. Uh, Jesse Bates tips the ball. Von Bell catches the ball. Next thing you know, Joe Burrow dry. He makes enough plays to set us up to get the game-winning field goal. And we're out of here. Remember, they just changed the rule that if you don't win the kickoff in overtime, you get an extra possession. And I've already said that, no, I think the Bengals proved that you don't have to win the possession in overtime, and you can still win the game because defense play a role in it. And that's what Jesse Bates, Von Bell proved it, but they were able to prove it because of that force multiplier that is Joe Burrow. I love it. And I, I've I'm made not, this point. D- Daddy, yeah. my follow-up question, and this follow-up. is we are quality journalists here at the number one Bengals <laughs> yes. podcast. You no, talked about <laughs> Joe Burrow being a servant leader. We heard that he served cupcakes and crackers to Lyle Collins when he courted him in Cincinnati. If Joe Burrow was serving you cupcakes and crackers at his home to become a Bengal, what flavor cupcake are you taking? That's a really great question. I, you know, I'm partial to flavors like when I have a gelato, I might do a a um, sort of coconut coffee kind Ooh. of. I don't know if you ever had those flavors combined. Sweet and a so, little bitter. That's yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a coconut coffee cupcake. I think would now he that would have to be like within his repertoire, but he probably could go out and order it, right? He, he, he's he's got the money. The boutique he's got the money. Yeah, but, yeah, right. Solomon, if you can't make it, you could order it, right? Mr. Wilcox, <laughs> you you strike me as a low carb kind of guy, so I'm guessing you don't. You're not a big cupcake fanatic. That's the vibe I get. 
Now, I'm not a cupcake donut See? kind of guy, but if Joe yeah. Burrow served me a cupcake, who am I? Look, I get my workouts in every morning, so I think I can spare can a cupcake. As my, as my good friend uh, Shannon Sharp would say, bodies are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. There we go. Well, Mr. Wilcox, I'm not the. I won't give you cupcakes, but you come to my house, I'll give you crackers. I don't get the fancy ones. I they're will, expired. I no, they're well, they're the saltines. <laughs> but you know, I don't get the that fancy. That you probably ones took anymore. from. They're probably the oyster crackers you took from Skyline. Yep. You know what? Let's just let's just move on. But move I just on. want to say this. I've brought up the same points that Mr. Wilcox has many times. We've talked about the Bengals. I've kind of said it's similar to Brady. And if you look at the Bengals' defense, a lot of people say, oh, the defense carried Joe Burrow. Of course, they don't know anything about football, like me and you, right. Mr. Wilcott. But the thing is this. I would say this. When you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, when we were behind 21-3, to and the defense believes, and everybody believes, they, you know what? They play their game. They make yes. plays. They take risks because they know my quarterback is going to be able to back us up. And that is the difference between Burrow, and I won't mention, but some game manager quarterbacks we've had in the past, like a Brady, they're just going to keep fighting, and the whole team keeps fighting. Yeah. And so that energy that you talked about, I I've said this many times on the show, but I don't get any credit. No. Well, Daddy-O, um, don't worry about people giving you credit. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. Yeah. You just keep speaking the truth, my man, because I think you. that's exactly what you're doing. Look, it yeah. takes teams to win games, teams yeah. to yeah. win games. Uh, and we've seen it. Uh, the teams fall fall behind early on the scoreboard. Joe Burrow has the talent and the ability to bring them back. But we yeah. also seen the defense with critical moments on the line. I think in every game in the playoffs, we finished off the game with the defense coming away with an interception. Derek yeah. Carr will tell you that. Brian Tannehill will tell you that. The Grim Reaper. That is Patrick Mahomes will tell you that. We picked yeah. all three of them off at the end of games, come away with a winner. But look, it takes everybody um, to win. So what I love about this team, they don't care about who gets the credit. See? And Daddy-O, just like you, just you like speak me, yeah. the truth, but yeah, you don't care he, he about can, getting he, the credit. He cares all he cares about them. getting the credit. Yeah, he takes the credit even when he hasn't said it. But you know, Mr. Wilcox, look, I know you're running out of time. He was taking have... credit for your comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. all right. Wilcots. No, it's okay. But Mr. Wilcox, I have a couple more questions before you leave. Real quick. Jesse Bates, you talked about the, the defense and the playmaking, and Jesse Bates was involved in almost all of that in the playoffs. So I have two questions for you. Number one, he played like a top safety, maybe the best safety in the league in the playoffs. He had a big play or multiple big plays every single game. You know, in the, even in the Raiders game, he had like three or four tipped passes. You yeah. know, in the Titans game, he had that early interception that rattled Tannehill. In the Chiefs game, he had the, the overtime tip to, to Von Bell. And in the Rams game, he, he, he kept the game close at the end of the first half with that yeah. end zone interception. So he, he has been huge. But in the regular season, he, he wasn't that big. And it seems pretty clear that he had the contract on his mind. He was perhaps worried about protecting his body. I want to know what you think. Who is the real Jesse Bates? Is he that elite safety we saw in the playoffs you know can he play at that level consistently because i think he can i think if you can do it in the postseason you can do it anytime that's when the real players show up the second part is if you were in his position would you budge on guaranteed money because of the great situation you're in and the kind of loyalty the franchise has and you know being be able to play with joe burrow um first of all i'll ask the, i'll answer the first question 
the real Jesse Bates is a playmaker. He is a ball hawk. The guy was mentored by one of the greatest defensive backs and great safeties the league has ever seen, and my good friend Rod Woodson, uh, who hails from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and went to the same high school as one Jesse Bates. Did you know that before every game, every week, Jesse Bates have a conversation with Rod Woodson? Rod Woodson, I think, is second all-time in the NFL with over 70 interceptions. Career interceptions haven't played corner and safety in the National Football League. So, listen, the playmaking that we see from Jesse, I think, is a byproduct of the people that he talks to on a daily basis, the way that he trains, the way that he approaches the game. Listen, um, you know, I'm not angry when a player, you know, says, hey, here's the money. I've proved it. I've helped. Listen, when he first came here, this team wasn't winning a lot of games. He's been part of the growth and the turnaround, and he makes significant plays. He's one of the stars on this defense. Uh, Those kind of players are hard to find. Um, I think they should be able to meet somewhere in the middle, but this is his first big contract. Um, and yeah, he's got to make a decision. Does he want to continue to play with the Bengals, play with Joe Burrow? Um, but well, what listen, would you do, sir? What would you do? Would you? Oh, no, I would, I would get my money. I, would well, get, I mean, he's going to get his money. It's about the guaranteed money. I mean, would you take yeah. on a little more risk because of the way the Bengals honor their contracts and because you yeah. don't want to end up on the Jets or Jaguars? You know, you want to be with Joe Burrow. And but he, why not? Had, but I don't, yeah, he gets some say so too. He's already played. Remember, the first couple of years here was like being on the Jets and Jaguars. So it, it was really bad. It was really bad. And then they turned it around, right, in a moment's notice. So he knows what that's like. He also knows what it's like to be on top. I trust that he's going to make a really good decision. I would want the bag of money because that's why we do this. And until you have that kind of security, I don't know that you could trade it in for trinkets. I'm not saying that a Super Bowl ring is a – is that is that um, is a trinket or that it's not meaningful because it's those memories that really matter. But at the end of the day, um, it doesn't help you take care of your family, doesn't help you yes. send your kids to college. So you got to I think we I think financial security is the American way. It always has been. So I'm OK with that. Well, I've learned a lot. I will take the bag of money as well. I've been sacrificing a lot. You take it. Yeah, look at you your got your own share. show. You guys have already taken the bag of money. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, yeah. I can I, see it right behind you. I, I distribute it too much to the rest of the team. But <laughs> you give us nothing. Well, look, Mr. Wilcott, before you go, real quickly, we want to talk about the guard situation. Can we go to camp in your mood? We want to talk about the Bengals drafted Cordell Volson, they say value son. I don't know because he's great value where they draft him. They say he's looking really good. What do you think is going to happen on the offensive line? Is that going to be settled? Do you think, or are we going to have a, 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 a strong kind of? We have a lot of injuries. How do you think it's going to play out? Is Cordell going to get some play? Is you know uh, you know the the rookie from last year? Is he going to get play? No, I think Volson is a guy that's going to have opportunities to play. He you know he played tackle and guard. So this rookie class is about versatility. All these guys play multiple positions, right? Every single one of them. And that's what Volston, he's a guy that can play both. So I think they come in with a more experienced group, particularly on the interior part of the offensive line. That's where we have to get stronger. That's where we were victimized in the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald wreaked havoc 
not off the edge, but coming up the middle of the defense. Because we have a, a more pocket, more stationary quarterback in Joe Burrow, we have to be strong up the middle. And so I think you're going to see the more veteran players get an opportunity to play there. And obviously, they bring over Alex Kappa. They have Ted Karras. You're going to have the veterans play there and then hope that Volston comes along uh, and that he uh, gets better as he gains experience. But the depth, particularly on the interior portion of the offensive line, uh, the depth has improved drastically, drastically. Yep. And I think you'll see it pay off early and often. Wow. Well, yes. That was inspiring. I know it's it's way over the time. We we You said 20 minutes, I think. If you have to go, we understand. We'd love to keep you on for the rest of the show. Well, I appreciate it. But, you know, I'm at the famed precinct restaurant right here yeah. in Cincinnati, owned Ooh. by the great Jeff Ruby. And people should know, our fans, right, Bengals fans should know, this is the place where Joe Burrow brought Lyle Collins and they wooed him here with the Joe Burrow New York Strip Steak. It's oh. got a Cajun seasoning, you know. It's that Bayou thing from Louisiana. And they wooed him by bringing him to the precinct, the home of Jeff Ruby Steakhouse, and he signed on the dotted line. So I just wanted you to know I came all the way here to make sure I was able to connect with you guys at this landmark place called the precinct in Cincinnati, you got to have the steak, guys. I'm telling you right yeah. now. I, I am going to I'm going to woo him and woo you into veganism. <laughs> give me time. Oh. Give me time. I've never I've never I'm been to fry you up fry you up some mushrooms. Pretty woo. <laughs> the sautéed mushrooms at the precinct oh, yes. are exceptional. Okay. Two, uh, two thumbs up. It, it all Woo. sounds it all sounds very expensive, Mr. Wilcott. <laughs> I I would recommend the Cajun chalupa. I, that is more in our. That is I've had that. Yeah, but, the dollar uh, menu at Taco Cajun. Bell is a is a friend to Daddyo. <laughs> yeah. I will but, say this: this is the place to come if you want to run into a Bengals player. Actually, that's come that can, can we reveal? Can we reveal what you're doing there right now, sir? Yeah, I'm hanging out with Cameron Taylor Britt. Exactly. You know, he's re- I'm sure I'm just doing my thing as a Bingo alumni. I'm taking the young guys under my wing. He's a Nebraska Cornhusker. I'm a Colorado Buffalo, but I'm taking one for the team here. So, so I'm so showing him around. Is, this is my neighborhood restaurant, and I come there all the time. I go sit at the bar, and I never see a Bengal. I go sit at the with the the football from. They're the, all wearing disguises. That's why. If they're wearing shades like this, it's probably that's <laughs> probably yeah. a Bengal. <laughs> Mr. Wilcox, you know, considering that we're, that you came here in spite of being able to have an appetizer, we're really grateful. I mean, you you lit up our show. You taught us what it means to be a real football commentator. Hey, you are welcome to come back anytime. And in fact, we, we ask that well, you do. Actually, do you have anything to promote, Mr. Wilcox? Oh, Joe. Yeah. Hey, listen, Didio, you hold Joe Bridget. You guys got to watch and to pay attention to the Believe in Bingo podcast. Obviously, you can go to the um, Believe Network, the Believe Podcast Network at Believe.com to take a look at myself, Adam Pacman Jones. Uh, most recently, we did the entire show on Joe Burrow. And literally talked about how, you know, they say rising tides lift all boats. That's what he's done to the bank. Very yeah. short order. Peter King talks about it in his football morning in America segment uh, where he listed the most influential people 
in the National Football League. So you can go to the Believe Podcast Network wow. and take a look at it. You can also go to so, my Twitter handle. It's it, at Solomon's Wisdom. There uh, we go. To get more information. So let you me know, as I as I get yeah. older, it's more like, you know, the rising pants raise the socks. Because I keep my pants keep getting higher and my socks I keep having to pull Mr. them up. Mr. Mr. Wilcox, I just want to get it clear. It's believe in the because we are believe in the number one Bengals podcast. So you are believe in these what Bengals podcast? Just yeah. believe in Bengals. Just believe, believe in, in Bengals. They're uh, the believe. believe in we don't have a number yeah. yet. Okay. We don't have no. Okay. We are believe in Bengals. I, yeah, and, I don't know and, what you said. And you, you know, ironically, you, you guys are you the guys number one podcast. The number one in front of yours, but. Yeah. Yeah. That you was know, a nice we trick. We knew we, you were coming. We knew we yeah, wanted to we use your name love. recognition. Yeah. We share the love. It's okay. It's all good. It's about team. Teamwork makes the dream work. It's just it a does. number on the jersey. Yeah. Just a number on the jersey. Well, Mr. Wilcox, we hope that you will come back soon. We had a lot of fun, and we benefited from your charm and your style, and I hope that my my coworkers or my, uh, you know, you know the people. Yeah. I hope that my minions learned a lot from you. And uh, we basically get that money back and dress better. Hey, get the money back. Exactly. Don't forget. Hey, listen, we're, we're not here for a long time. We're here to have a good time. Yep. So make sure you get what you came for. I love we it. all are going to need it. It's okay. It. Just want you to know in today's America, it's okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Take care, guys. Yeah, Thank well, you, sir. Thanks Thank so you, sir. much for Thank joining Namaste. us. Namaste. Wow. What a awesome. personality. I he, liked him he, so much better than you, Daddy-o. Yeah. Well, but, that's that. That's because okay. of Leon saying. I mean, we he should lit the on. show on fire. <laughs> Imagine but if we had him You know what's regular. funny? The last time we had such a, a lively, engaging guest, it was Pac-Man Jones. I feel yeah. like those two should be on our podcast. Can, it, it almost well, feels yeah, like they have a like number a... one kind of podcast on the Believe yeah. Network. I think they have potential to be yeah. a number one. Well, remember? in the 90s when they used to do like crossover shows of like Jetsons, Urkel, and Flintstones, yeah. Yeah. no like Urkel would be on on Full House yeah, yeah that, that kind of thing can yeah. we we need to do like a no one wants to have us on their podcast Bridget that's, well they need to come be on ours yeah, yeah. well we've Everybody, been doing that we'll serve yeah. them crackers and cupcakes and they'll come yeah well, I, I was on a, I was on a uh, astrology podcast, but I didn't feel like it was right to promote it on the show. But I'm 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 a regular on doing horoscopes, but on this yeah. show I only do horoscopes. Well, you, yeah, you do horoscopes, and let's do your horoscope. Let's just do a horoscope because you know I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling the power of positivity after our own Sullivan Wilcox was here. I mean, you could feel the energy levels in the room go up like a rising tide or a rising pair of old man's pants, and you know what I. What always comes to my mind this time of year is the nonsense you see on Twitter and on Reddit about newer players, and I'm talking specifically about Jamar Chase. And the talk on Reddit and in other places about the fantasy player is, will poor Jamar Chase face what's called the second year slump? And I'm here to tell you, as my hojoscope, no. No. What you're going to see instead is the second year bump. Now, I don't think like a fantasy guy. Those fantasy guys, the way they think, they think about these numbers and statistics. And sure, if you've had a great player the first year and you watch him play, he's going to be maybe easier to cover and things like that. But when I think about Jamar Chase, I think about Dr. Martin Seligman's book, Learned, uh, Learned Optimism, How to Change Your Mind and Your Life. Okay, and, and Bridget, I don't know if you've ever tried to change your mind or your life through optimism, but the way you do it 
is you do it with, through what's called an explanatory style. What's the story you tell when you fail? Okay, when things don't go your way, is it Bridget, for example, let's say you were about to come on the show and your mic didn't work. Is it, oh my gosh, things don't work for me? Okay, that would be a bad explanatory style. Mm -hmm. Things never work for me. That's a bad explanatory style. Sure. Or would it be something like, okay, my mic isn't working, but hey, you know what is working? My headphones. So sure. that means that my white mic will work eventually. I just have to find the right button. Yeah, That's it's a good like what tape are you putting what in the tape? internal cassette deck of your mind? Got it. That's it. And when I think about Jamar Chase, I think about the quote that I think he said recently, maybe today, maybe yesterday. He said, last year I was just out there running routes, having fun again. Now I've got all the small details down. He says he's more comfortable with the offense. He says he can move, he can move around a little more. He feels like he's more profesh. And I feel like that positivity, that smile we see on his face is going to make him a lot like other great QBs who've done better in their second year than they did in their first. I'm talking about your Randy Moss, best rookie wide, receiver, rookie wide receiving season ever. And then he approved in his second year. He went from 1,313 yards to 1,413 yards. I'm talking about, uh, you know, you got your Justin Jeff Jefferson. He was a teammate of Burrow and Chase at LSU. He went from 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns in, rookie, in his rookie year to 1,616 yards and 10 touchdowns in his second year. A.J. Green, same thing. He improved. He went from 1057 to 1350, from seven touchdowns to 11. Positive psychology, Bridget positive psychology, thinking positively, having a positive outlook, having a good story, the way James Burrow has created a positive message for everybody on this team will affect their other players. And it creates a positive vibe. Just like you have created a positive vibe, Bridget, on this show. I can say this. Daddy was not in the frame. We used to be very negative until you came. We thought this was a sinking ship, but it's not. And that is my Hojo school. Wow. Well, well, it's fine. I mean, yeah, if you can figure out three ways to get more positive without using the insurance, that's great. I encourage that. Yeah. Speaking of free, I want to go to Daddy O Cares. It's my, my community service. Gets me out of paying a lot of fines. Please, Bridget. Well, it shouldn't. And oh, um, by the end of this, we're going to... the wrong gonna... headline there. It should be something else. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, well... They, well, what I, is this headline about exactly? I mean, yeah, it's from last commercial. week. This was from last week oh. when we were talking with. Because you said fines, and Williams. then you said former Bengals seek justice. So I want to know what you've been doing in the locker room, Daddy. Yeah, no, it's nothing about that. Okay. So, Go ahead. Yeah. for this week's Daddy O'Care segment, I wanted to talk a little bit about my favorite season. So summer is here and it is my favorite time of year. I don't know Daddy Onahoji if you know that, but everything is green, the flowers are blooming. Um, Solomon is actually currently in my neighborhood in Columbia, Tusculum while he's at uh, the precinct. And like over here, everything is just green and beautiful and colorful. Um, but I just love the summer flowers. And so those flowers actually attract the honoree of this week's Daddy O'Cares segment. June is National Pollinators Month. I don't know if anyone knows or celebrates that, um, but it's National Pollinators Month. And pollinators are those little winged or crawly beings like 
bees or hummingbirds or beetles or butterflies that transport pollen from within a flower or between flowers and they turn it into fruits or seeds. So fun fact, according to NEAF, which I think is just a great acronym, um, which is the National, Educa or National Environmental Education Foundation, more than a thousand of the plants we depend on globally need to be pollinated by animals. So things like wow. coffee, melons, chocolate, and even tequila. So our margaritas that may have melon and tequila all need pollinators. And pollinators are facing a lot of threats in the environment right now. Anything from climate change to common challenges from habit degradation, pollution, pesticides, non-native species or diseases. So um, at the number ones at the number one Bengals podcast uh, in DNH Sports um, in the Believe Network, we believe. So yeah, yeah. Well, I see what I did there. Oh, oh, I'm oh, I'm not done. Not done. We oh, wow. believe we can do little things each day to help our environment. So three quick things, and Daddy, oh, you're gonna need to like plant some flowers outside our office. Right. So if you have space, plant a variety of plants that bloom, and think about things that plant early spring all the way to late fall, um, and things that are native to your region reduce or eliminate the use of pesticides and then provide nectar for hummingbirds or even if yeah. you live somewhere where there's an old or dead tree a lot of us right think to like cut that down or get a stump out but you can actually create a bee condo as long as the dead tree is safe um and doesn't prevent a safety ha present a safety hazard yeah i just i'm just very confused here what you're asking people to do. So Remember you that you telling... tried to plant a money tree when we were kids? Yeah, I did plant it didn't a money work. tree. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. Okay, mm -hmm. so you are saying you want people to go out there and pollinate these flowers, these little flowers, and you want grown men and women. No, no. Humans cannot pollinate. pollinate. Hold on, let me just get it clear. Anatomically, well, I can stop you, you right there. I didn't, no. How? I... No, but the other thing is this. In terms of privacy, what do they do? Is there like a curtain? Is there a boot? How this is, you can't go in the wild. It's called Bridget. free I know love, you are baby. very free-thinking, free, free spirits. I, I don't. I the don't hummingbirds like just do their little thing, and we appreciate it. Uh, I, you do not need to go pollinate anything. That's what you told me for half an hour just now. You said go pollinate. And no, I said we support the pollinators, the bees, the hummingbirds, the beetles, the butterflies. They're all smaller animals than humans. Until you grow wings, you do not need to pollinate anything. Okay. I mean, he's pretty small, but not that small. Yeah. Not that small. And no wings. But can I just share one fun Bengals related thing I found? Yes. Okay, so I was doing my research and I started doing this mainly for Haji uh, because Thank most you. of what he eats is created by pollinators. Yeah, I also found it's myself gross. thinking about the similarities between our Bengals and pollinators. So first, the Bengals are represented by a literal bee with stripes and so I could have just stopped there. But then I discovered that the pollinator of the week in November of 2017 was a real underdog. Gritty and underestimated 
just like our own Bengals, who continue to be underestimated That's even right. after a Super Bowl run. So this fair pollinator also wears the Bengal stripes, and it is none other than the tiger swallowtail butterfly. And we may creature. even consider her the Kenny Anderson of butterflies because she can be found where the weather is cold. So my, my final statement is save the pollinators, support the Bengals, who day. And love, that's Daddy O'Carries this week. and pollination. I just want to I say that it. is supporting these pollinating people is, is Bridget's personal opinion. Bridget has pollinated our hearts words. with yeah. that beautiful message of peace and love. From my brain to your heart. Well, speaking of pollinating your pockets, if you will. No such thing. And going back to Solomon's point about the money bags. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Sports. You can go there. You can be a patron. Look, a lot of you are saying, hey, where's the fact checker? We want the fact checker. Well, we can't afford the fact checker. The fact checker is very expensive. I told yeah. you. No one believed me. I told you. She, Angela, is currently working for President Joe Biden as a fact checker. You want to pull her away from that? You have, we need at least five more patrons. But nobody's patronizing us. Nobody. We have 12 patrons. They're great. We love them. We love them. So they're not nobodies. I shouldn't say that. But we need more. We need about 10 more so that we can get Angela on permanently. And believe me, just like we saw with John, and, and we had another addition to the show, just as you saw with every edition, the show is elevated. It will be elevated once again. Okay. The other thing is window.app slash DH sports. You can go there and get a direct line to me and Hoji. And look, John was not here. A lot of you probably have questions for John. You want to get his takes for the week. Well, you can, you can send us a text message there. Yeah, on text the app. Yeah. yeah. And you can just say, hey, John. John, you're up? Yeah. And uh, Want to Netflix and chill, John? Exactly. Well, maybe not ask. He is him. legally binded to, to respond to those, yeah. actually. So he has to say yes. If you send a picture, he has to send John, a picture John, say no. Yeah. Not awake. Sorry. So, Who that is? is all I have for this show. And I want to thank the great Solomon Wilcots. He's fantastic. He was magnificent, as oh, they yeah. say. And, of course, HR and Dr. Hoji Dekta-Kismoji. And, obviously, you should subscribe and you like and comment. Please, please turn on notifications. And subscribe on the iPhones, all of those things. And uh, yeah, make sure to share with your friends. Tell it, tell them about us. And that is it. We'll see you next time. So long, Sviti. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.